All right, welcome to Dave, Dave, the Dave, 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 Dave. Hold up, hold up. Oh, what? What let's I not do? do? Let's not do the normal intro for this episode. Uh, this is not a typical FPL America episode. This okay. is this is you and me chatting and deciding to get in front of a mic to do something that I had promised that we would deliver on earlier in our summer series of episodes. Okay. So let's just let's just jump right into it, shall we? Me and you. Typical episode. You and me. Let's do this. I promised that I would discuss the five things I hate about FPL. Now, it's the beginning of a new season. The yes. new season is approaching, right? August is here, and that means the new season is mere days we're away. We're like 12 days away. As we're recording this. Brentford. Uh, that's exactly right. As we're recording this, that is true. But here's the thing. Hope is renewed at the start of every season, For right? For sure. Everyone feels great about their team. Everyone's back at zero, and everyone is setting up the best team that they think that they can and has renewed hope for the new season which means that it's perfect timing for me to talk about the things I hate about <laughs> FPL, right? Of course. Sounds perfect. I, I mean, uh, why not? Sure. Why not? This, this will maybe get rid of the rest of the, the burnout and the fatigue and, and all of the things that I hated about last season and the one before that. Anyway, and, and maybe this will help me feel hopeful for the new season too. But don't worry. This isn't just five things I hate about FPL. This is actually going to teach people each one of these five things I hate represents something that everyone needs to know about how to play FPL as well. Okay. So this isn't just me wasting your time. Right, for sure. Right. Like you usually do me, but that's fine. Uh, rude, <laughs> but sure. All right, okay. so let me go through my list here. Starting with number five. Are All you right. ready? Yes. All right, the fifth thing I hate, the, the fifth most hateful thing about FPL is this. I hate that the FPL Cup, which is that competition that starts usually like week 16 through 18, say, yes. somewhere like yeah. that. Uh, I hate how the qualification for that event is just the week prior to the start of the tournament. Because if you have the worst week ever, which is possible, like for me, last year it was the City Spurs match where neither one – like they were playing each other, and I had combined like five players starting from both of those teams. Yeah. I failed to qualify for the Cup. Right. Of all weeks, it would happen that – Of all years, it should not have happened last year. For sure. But why can't we just change it so that the first 15, 16, 17 weeks, whatever it is leading up Your to average, the start of maybe? the FPL Cup – Yeah, let's just take the best – it's like 4.1 million people get into the FPL Cup because then when it starts in week 18, it goes literally through the rest of the season. Right. The final week of the season is the championship. Championship of the FPL Cup each year. I've never made it that far. No. I know you haven't made have, it that far. For sure. But two people have, did last year. Uh, but I just, I, I wish that the qualification was, was more than just the week prior. That's so yeah. stupid. How easy could it be? Although we all know that the FPL has one uh, computer that was made in 1985 <laughs> that computes everything that they have. So right. it struggles sometimes. So therefore, asking it to come up with the average. Of 4.1 million. Just take the totals then. I don't care. For just sure. Make it so that it's not just 4.1 million randos on week 17 get into the FPL Cup. I'm with you 100%. All right. By the way, there is something new this season. Have you read the rules to the league? I think maybe. What but kind of podcast host are you, man? Why You got to read the rules. People, I mean, so, you can't expect the people to read the rules. We sure. read the That's rules. That's what we're right? here for. We're supposed to, but, but see, I, you did that. You, I did. You, I did. did that for, so bonus me. <laughs> bonus content related <laughs> yeah, to the FPL Cup is that there's a new competition in FPL I, starting okay, this I year. I definitely did not know this. Called the League Cup. So anyone who is a part of the FPL America Podcast League and any league that anyone is a part of, 
the FPL supercomputer will do the math and work backwards. And depending on the size of your league, that'll dictate when the League Cup starts. Oh, but there will this is be interesting. an FPL America podcast League Cup this is in great. the second half of the season. So we'll I have a regular this. season winner. Then we'll also have a cup winner. Correct. In our podcast league. In our podcast league. Yes. That is exactly right. Amazing. And in our Patreon mini mini league. This is correct. That's exactly okay, right. Okay. Very Which, good. Great plug. It is not too late to join our mini mini league For by sure. donating to our podcast. Go to our website, patreon.com. Look up FPL. That's not our website, but look up FPL America podcast <laughs> on the Patreon website. I wish Patreon For was sure. my website. Anyway, find us there, one, two, and three dollar level donation tiers, and you can get into uh, some of the exclusive content that we have, starting with our Slack workspace, but also our mini mini league, as Dave just called it. Uh, and so now is the perfect time to get on that. All right. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yes. But uh, I hate the way the qualification for the FPL Cup works. I agree. That's number five. Number four. I hate that there is no transparency on price rises and falls. I wish that there was, and maybe you don't share in this one with me, but I wish that there was just a standardized date, maybe once per game week, maybe twice per game week. I can negotiate this. But I wish there was a standardized date and time when you knew that the price rises and falls for a game week were going to occur. And then I would love to have some level of transparency on what creates a price rise and fall. Because every season, there are very controversial rises that happen or that don't happen for sure. and vice versa with the falls. And you're making trades based on the fact – because there's, there's apps out there that track ownership – Percentages. It's all based on ownership percentage. So if the ownership percentage drops it's significantly, like a stock. it's like a stock. It's exactly right. You expect if it drops dramatically that the price is going to drop correspondingly. Same thing with the rise. If if the owner, if a bunch of people start buying, if if a player is in the top transfers in for a game week, in all likelihood that player's price is going to go up as well. But we don't know exactly what makes that happen. Right. Right. It is very secretive, and there's no reason for that. It doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. It should be very open and honest. So people it absolutely make, should. And could, then could it can't be manipulated. Because the one guy who never seems to drop in price is, is your Salah. boy, Muhammad Salah. That's true. Who, who it doesn't seem to matter how much ownership he gains or loses. He'll always go up in, in price, but he rarely, he rarely ever drops. And that perception is not just perception. That is reality. There it are times is, when we look true. at it and we're like, what is happening? Why is it this? Because he doesn't always have great form. He's, a, he's been a great FPL player, period. But there's times where he's either – I, he, I can't say he's ever missed much time for injury, but he's missed time or Liverpool has a bad run of matches or whatever. And often – oh, Scott, in the past, people have gone to Mane, his, co- his cohort – who they both kind of ebb and flow. They rarely ever are doing great at the same time. Right. And so Mane might be the better own for about five or six weeks. People go to him. Mohamed Salah's ownership drops. Yeah, his price doesn't. But Mane sometimes would drop in a heartbeat. So it is interesting. I would love to say it's just a Liverpool thing. It's not. But for whatever reason, that guy. Yes. Seems to not drop. It's, it's a representation of the problem, and I don't think FPL would be harmed in any way. In fact, I think it could actually help for two reasons to make this process more transparent. Number one, it, it creates additional times where it, it matters. You've got to be engaged. But number two, it takes away the fact that without the specific times, the way it is right now, 
FPL is almost a 24-7 sport. Esport. It is tough. Fantasy sport. It could literally happen. You know, it's, you know drops aren't going to happen as the match week's still going on. Right. So but you're watching after, matches after then. Monday evening, often, oftentimes there's a lot. Every night. When there's not, when the game weeks are you gotta, in between you game weeks, watch. you're paying, you gotta pay attention. That's exhausting. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. FPL, wake up. It's too much. Okay, we don't get paid to play this, so pay attention. Number three, I hate that anytime I play a chip, and the chips for anyone who's new to FPL, by chip I'm referring to your first half wild card, your second half wild card, your bench boost, and your free hit. Your triple captain and your free hit. Yep. Five chips. If you don't know what those are, please go. The website the, tells you. The website tells you. Keep listening to this podcast as well. We will definitely For explain sure. that too as the season goes on. You don't need to play any of them right away, so don't panic. But you do need to eventually figure out as the season moves on what those five chips are for. And by the way, as the season goes on and we do our weekly recaps of the matches, we will tell you when it is a good time to consider playing these chips. But anyway, the thing I hate, number three on my list, is that anytime I play one of those chips, I also lose my free transfer for the game week. I hate that. For sure. I don't understand why I have to get penalized. Right. Why I have to lose a free transfer. Like, we always talk about having 38 free transfers for the season, right? Because there's 38 game weeks, you Rip. get one per game week. False. Because it's you lose true. one every time you play one of the five it's, chips. It's true. It's so I true. Now, obviously, that. on wild cards, technically, you're not losing it, right? Now, I guess your point That's is true. this. That's true. It's the other three. It's the non-wild but, card chips that are the main still, ones. But still, why can't – if you have it, why, why doesn't it just get delayed to one week? Yeah, carry right? it over. Instead Absolutely. Of, is there any harm in carrying it over? Because then you're choosing on when to use your wild exactly. cards. Exactly. In, so. in theory, I'm supposed to have, in theory, one free transfer per game week and then five chips. But I don't. It's true. And I, and, and I think that's ridiculous. I so agree. that's the number three thing I hate. Pay attention to that when you start playing your chips. Number two, we've talked about this before in this podcast, Dave. I hate that there is one deadline for setting your lineup every game week. We are FPL America, our home audience here in the United States. Now, again, let me just put this up out there for any new listeners in England, anywhere else in Europe, and we have them, which is exciting. For Please sure. hear me say again, and I've said this multiple times before, we have mad respect, full respect for the Premier League, the beautiful game that we see on a weekly basis That's why we do this. in this league. We absolutely love it. No disrespect to the, to the English game whatsoever. However, we also see how great fantasy sports works here in the United States with the NFL. Fantasy football, as we call it usually in the United States, is referring to the NFL. And they get a lot right about how fantasy football works in the NFL here in the United States. You do not get one game week per deadline with the NFL. You get, you get to a make a game slot. Exactly. You get to make moves until a player's game kicks off. And then it's locked. And, and then, then that player is locked. locked. Up it's until not, then, you can even sign free agents. You can make transfers. Yep. You can do whatever you want to do yep. until that game when that player's playing starts. Exactly. Scott, perfect example of this, so I know it can be done, was this summer in the Euros – uh, in the Euro 2020, mm-hmm. that actually happened in 2021, That's good. you could do the same thing. Yeah. And I absolutely love that you could even change your captain. If your captain didn't get the result that you wanted and during the other that time player slot hadn't played yet. and the other player hadn't yep. played yet, you could move it to a different player. Yep. It was so cool. 
And you mentioned Arsenal Brentford kicks off the season in something on like a Friday. days. On Friday. Guess what? The game week deadline for game week one is going to be 90 minutes before Arsenal Brentford kicks off. Which is insane. And that means that Friday, early afternoon here in the United States. Especially teams are still training on Friday. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. It's for, and there's Sunday matches. Sunday and matches. And there's Monday matches. That Sometimes. means teams will train Sat Friday and Saturday. Injuries can happen. Yep. Nothing you can do about Nothing it you on do your about team. It. That's exactly right. Now that's why you need to have a bench, especially at the start of this season. Also this. Think about this. Think about this. If you had uh, – and look, I, I doubt there's many Arsenal players worth owning on your team. But let's say you had one. A lot of a lot of people are going to own James Tony. It's James. It's James Tony. Ivan. Right for Brent. Ivan Tony. James Tony. <laughs> James Tony is an American boxer, wasn't he? Uh, Ivan right. Tony. This anyone for listening to this podcast for a long time will <laughs> chuckle because I always screw names up. Ivan Tony. His ownership. My guess is, if there's only a way that we could figure that out, is probably thirty-five to forty percent. Okay, really high. Super great bargain. Most people feel like for six point five as a forward. But if the FPL handed their captaincy like the Euros did, if you owned uh, Emil Smith-Rowe or Osaka or Aubameyang, I would not advise owning Aubameyang to start the year, but I currently own Emil Smith-Rowe. He hit the post today, played fantastic against Chelsea, a game that Arsenal lost, but they should have actually keep, keep, at keep least it. drawn. Stay focused. Stay anyway, focused. stay focused. Bottom line is you'd be able to go with Ivan Tony or Arsenal player Game match week one. If they if they don't do anything, they like draw zero zero. Then you just change it to someone else on your team who plays on Saturday. If they don't do well, then you just change it to someone mm-hmm. who plays well on Sunday. But guess what it does, Scott? It now keeps you actually wicked interested yep. in the Arsenal Brentford match yep. when normally you wouldn't be. Right. Normally you wouldn't care because you probably don't own any Arsenal players and or any uh, Brentford players. One. So, but you wouldn't care about that match. Yeah. All of a sudden, if now you have a chance, you could captain someone in that game. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, now I'm paying attention. Not even that. If I've got, like you said originally, a guy playing on Sunday, and he gets hurt Friday, and the news comes out on Saturday, I would love to have the ability to have to decide to either move to my bench or spend negative four points on a transfer that I wasn't planning to spend to get that guy out of my squad. I would love to be able to manipulate my squad for guys who haven't played yet in that way. That would be amazing if only that were possible, but apparently it's not. Number one thing, Dave, that I hate about FPL. Are you ready? Drum roll. All right. I hate what I am heretofore going to refer to as the 50% FPL sales tax. And you know what I'm referring yes, to. Yes, I do. Let's use Patrick Bamford as an example. I think he started last season at what, six pounds? Yes, Seven pounds? correct. And I owned him all year. Okay, let's say that you owned him, and Patrick Bamford's ownership went up throughout the majority of the season. He, his ownership only went up. He's starting the season at 8-0. So he, well, then that's an indication of, of how that went. Let's just say that you owned him, Dave, throughout the beginning of the season as his ownership was increasing. That means his price was also increasing. For sure. How that worked out, we don't exactly know. You know, refer back to number four on my list. <laughs> but anyway, right. let's say you owned him all the way up to when he reached seven pounds, and then you decided... I need to get Patrick Bamford out of my lineup. For whatever reason, doesn't matter. Let's just say you did. All right, so you you transfer him out and bring someone else in. Now, he gained one full pound in price. That's right. While you owned him. Yes, that's right. He went from 6-0 to 7-0 easily. So you would expect that when that happens and you transfer him out, you have an extra one pound in your bank to be able to spend – 
because that's how much he increased while you had him. No, you don't, Scott. That's exactly right. No, you don't, Dave. No, you because don't. Because there's a 50% FPL sales tax on those transfers out, and that means that you only get what, Dave, when you Half sell the rise. Bamford? Half the rise. 0.5 instead. You get 0.5. Now, that's a sweet haul in the context of FPL as a whole. Gaining half a pound on a player who actually gained a full pound is amazing. And there's probably less than five players who do that in a full season. However, I hate. Oh, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know what. 50% like, FPL If you sales. just changed it to 100%, well, why does it need to be a tax at all? Why do you only get half the rise? There's no good reason. Well, what is this, a Boston Tea Party? Like, the, there's no wait, wait, good wait. reason. Is this taxation without representation? For, absolutely, this is taxation. <laughs> Let's go see Hamilton. This so, is the most American episode we've ever done. I'm serious. <laughs> and maybe this is why the Americans have a problem with it. Maybe <laughs> maybe our British uh, f- uh, fellows across oh, the hey, pond hey, hey. are okay back, with it. No, no, li- British listeners, go back to what I said earlier about loving the game. Let's not, let's not divide this here. No, no, I'm just saying. We have a hard time, harder time understanding it. it. Doesn't I, guess, make any I, sense. I guess that's my point. Is there a fear of the of the squads getting too high in value? But what I does mean, it matter if the rules are the same for everybody? I agree. I just don't understand. You're right. The fifty percent half tax. And by the way, do, if I get a Bamford and I get a full pound on sh- him, why can't you be rewarded? I for I should it? be rewarded for that. You should be. That's market manipulation, Dave. I. It is. Uh, it is taxation without representation. <laughs> oh, hey, I lied to you. By the way. Okay. I don't just have five things that I hate about FPL. You have a six? I have a bonus one. Oh, wow. But, but it's not going to surprise you. Okay. Only new listeners are not going to know this one. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for any period of time is going to know what the bonus item is. Okay. And that is the fact that there still is not a standardized mother injury <laughs> protocol. There's not. You know what's interesting is I follow so many people in FPL on Twitter and other reporters in the game, there is a huge clamoring for something to become official. That's been under. I think a lot of people, well, if it more happens, people than we realize, have been listening to us as we've been screaming that's exactly for it. Right? We're going to claim credit once it happens. Well, this is not the first time that we've changed something. I'll die on this sword. That's true. I don't remember what the other points thing was. Points per million. Points per million. That's we right. created I, points I, per I million. I created points per you pound. You specifically did. Created yes. points per and pound. They called it points per million to and, avoid copyright infringement. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what happened. It was two seasons before they started doing it, and then and then we just stopped because they because they took it because they, they took stole it. it and they, they have stole all the it like the Google they are they have all the supercomputers. I'm sorry, Google, don't don't hate us. That's that's not fair. <laughs> I sh- I should have said I should have said Amazon. So, anyways, but you're right. If we can go back, we have an archive. It's period. true. Oh yeah, so. got those episodes. That's absolutely true. No, and, and just to be clear, what we understand, what, what we mean by lack of injury protocol is the fact that managers and clubs can hide injuries. I mean, we saw this at its most blatant finally last year. The hiding of Jack Grealish's injury. And then when the news came out, because Aston Villa players played FPL and transferred out Jack Grealish. That's the only reason they got out. The word leaked out through that, and and Dean Smith was pissed. Yeah, Villa players were banned from playing FPL. Which is insane. Rather than make things more transparent and actually have an injury protocol, which we did an entire episode years ago, I explained how the F, uh, the uh, NFL – and I, I'm This not is the, not a National Football League podcast, not, And I'm not Scott. even that big of an NFL fan. For sure. But they have an injury protocol in writing. You can easily find it in PDF format on the internet. And, and it's amazing. And it tells us what we need to know about the availability of players. Right. And it's not just us, obviously. It's also right. – 
opponents of teams. It, Everyone in the league knows who's hurt and who's not. There's a little bit of controversy every once in a while if a player is marked as you know probable and like what does that mean? Is he going to play or not? But at least there's some standardization involved. There's definitions to terms. There's terms in the first place, and we're not held hostage to managers being open enough about the injuries on their teams when we're trying to play this amazing game called FPL. Here's the other thing, too. Not that it only affects just FPL, Scott. And just like it does, it just doesn't affect fantasy sports or fantasy American football here in the U.S., but it also absolutely affects betting lines. And yeah. the Europe has always been way ahead of, of the U.S. That's true. With <laughs> online betting betting period I'm on how that that hasn't forced so, a for sure for sure so if you know a guy is injured and you would yeah. think that how easily that would leak out right. to here and there and everywhere how much more of a reason it is to be transparent with injuries especially when guys are putting serious money down i've never thought about that until just now <laughs> yeah. and and why didn't that, people who put money on villa the week grealish got hurt create a revolt for sure are there just sure. no people betting on Villa? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's guys who bet on every single team in matches. Even if it's a small amount, you might you don't have to bet a big amount. But I'm just saying, as, as open as a European game is, they've been way open, period, all European games, to betting way before the U.S. The U.S. is slowly coming around to it. Yep. But you can, you can, I think, and I haven't been to a um, an actual Premier League game in, in a stadium, but I think you can make, make bets – in the stadiums, I think someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, at Barry, uh, you can correct me, League Barry, correct me <laughs> on that. But anyways, All-star listener Barry, for sure. Anyways, Barry is like he's gonna have icon status on this podcast when Mick, all is said. Mick Swanger's been with us from the beginning. Oh, we, I, I love the fact that he is still with us. One of these days, we're gonna pour a pint out, and uh, oh. I love it. It'll be a good time. Yeah, with him in the room for sure. That's Please. my point. Okay, good. All right, Dave, I think I got the hate out. You did it. But but also, I think that that's helpful to people to understand what you're getting into as the season's about to start. There's no, some things that you need to be aware of. It's for sure. And all those things, honestly, we kind of want everyone to kind of hate those things as well so that the more people that hate those things, the more people that we can complain about it. We can make a change, Scott. We In the age of protesting things you do and do not like, or no one protests things you do like, Protesting things that you do not like. Uh, we are leading the way in injury protocols and the other things that you mentioned that you hate about FPL. Mm-hmm. Think about it, how much you would love it if all those things were changed. Oh, uh, man. It'd be amazing. It would be. I, I like FPL. I would love FPL if that, if that were to happen. And, and if you're FPL, why not? Why not? Like you're making changes that makes your product better. Exactly. That's what's so amazing. Someone will hear this. And not Scott, just their product, but the Premier League following better. For sure. Like it makes Premier League viewership better. It will it will especially as they want to increase it here in the US, which now they're gonna have a little competition because La Liga is gonna be on ESPN here in the US. Yeah. So there's a little bit of soccer competition. La Liga is already on Fox. Now there's a little bit of co- soccer competition. Yeah. Uh, football, all, all real football. Leagues. Yeah. Here in the US, we call it soccer, but I don't like to. So, <laughs> anyways, no, it it just seems like that's the right move. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for uh, f- thanks for letting me air my grievances, Dave. Anytime you want to air your grievances, are always welcome here. Thanks for uh, taking over this little bit. 
And uh, next time uh, when we record, we'll bring Brian in and we won't mention any of this. For the (laughs) FBL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.